0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the In Alignment podcast. Um, So today, it's just going to be me, and it's actually quite funny because I am attempting to record the podcast at the same time as a video so we can upload this to our YouTube channel that is in the making. So um, I have the craziest (laughs) setup because... um, Right now I'm recording just from my earphones uh, plugged into my Mac and my phone is recording the, uh, the video and um, yeah, but it's, uh, I don't have a tripod so it's just a bunch of boxes all put on together I guess or yeah, stuck up together and uh, trying to hold my phone. So anyways, um, today what I wanted to talk about is resistance. Um, today I woke up actually feeling like absolute shit because I was sick yesterday and I had like a migraine, which I usually don't have. I don't really get sick. And so whenever I'm sick, I know that there's something else for me to dig into and to meditate and to see where that came from, what it's trying to tell me, um, and, um, see where that resistance is coming from. So, um... I know for a lot of people, whenever we get sick, we kind of just go see the doctor and, you know, check what's going on there. And um, not that it's a bad thing or anything, but for me, um, I guess in the past years or the more... Well, first of all, even as a kid, I don't think I've ever really gotten sick. I've got sick a few times, just like a normal kid would, but nothing major that would be like life-threatening or anything. Um, However... I remember my mom, like, when she would make me drink, I don't know, weird pharmaceutical stuff or if she gave me Advil or some type of syrup or so anything I had to put in my body, it never felt right. I always preferred suffering and going through that pain and just, like, you know, being patient than, than drinking whatever she was giving me. And, um, obviously, you know, until I was, I don't know, maybe 10, 11 or 12, I didn't have much choice, but you know, in in all fairness, she did try to make a few natural, um, concoction, I guess, uh, one of which I remember because I still took it even in my early twenties, although it was like the most disgusting thing, it was quite effective. And it was like for, I think when, like, if you started, if you started feeling the symptoms of, um, not a flu, maybe not a flu, like a cold, or if she started feeling like your throat is itching, so she would do uh, an egg, egg yolk, uh, lemon juice, and honey. Most disgusting thing ever, but quite effective. So, um, yeah, so I used to do that whenever I would feel like a little tickle in my throat and then um, um, deal with that that way. But uh, anyways, back to the subject of resistance. So for me, with meditation, I've learned to feel how resistance manifests into my body. And whether it's me not feeling well or just like, I don't know, whatever pain that is in my body, I've learned to recognize it, meditate and deal with it. Uh, But the other thing that I've been really curious about or that I wanted to kind of Um, dabble dabble or maybe just talk about is how for a lot of people we come across resistance and yet we stay in the same cycle and it's like we know the things that hurt us whether it's like food toxic people toxic environments um you know whatever it is just name it but we stay in that cycle and we keep those toxic friends and we keep complaining about them Or we stay in that toxic environment because it's, you know, comfortable and it's, you know, the devil that we know. Um, Or if it's food, we know that sugar doesn't make us feel good. Or we know that eating something makes us feel bloated, but we still eat it. So what keeps us in that cycle? How come we logically can, can identify it and, you know, recognize it, but yet it's like it has this major hold on us and we're unable to to get past it or were unable to uh to break that cycle. So one interesting thing that I did, um, and, and to come back again to the whole um emotional um what do you call it? It's like emotional imprints, right? And how subconsciously we recognize certain things and um and we kind of just do things or react to things because they feel familiar and we're used to dealing with them in a certain way but all that stems from something that most likely happened in our childhood and our perception of whatever was happening and the emotional imprint that was created in that time or in that moment and you know nothing gets past the subconscious mind every little single thing is recorded in our subconscious mind however the conscious mind just kind of takes in that that perception and that imprint and is like, oh, yeah, I'll put this on recycle because this was painful. This, I didn't like it. Or, oh, this person hurt me or this situation hurt me. And all you do after that, you know, and for the rest of your life, unless you have some type of therapy or, you know, you do things to get out of those cycles and you, um, I don't know, like you you, you cultivate more self-awareness, You just constantly, constantly project your past into your present and into your future, attracting more and more and more of those things. And they can take different forms. Sometimes they take the form of a person. Sometimes they will take the form of a situation. Sometimes they will take a form of um, food. Sometimes they'll take they'll take form um, of addictions, like whatever it is. But once you take the moment to, like, once you've you're able to identify it. That's actually a a huge thing. And once you're able, so once you're able to identify it and meditate, you'll find that it's a reaction to an emotional thing that happened in your childhood. So for example, one thing I did one time uh, where I used to work, uh, this was the first time I made a conscious decision to fast for 10 days and um, just to observe my mind, just to put myself under some type of pressure because I don't really experience stress. And so unless I put myself in certain situations, I can't really explore my, my own psyche. So um, so I consciously decided to med not to meditate, sorry, to, um, to fast for 10 days. And my fasting was going to be easy, just a water fast. And the whole purpose was not for me to finish this fast, but just to observe my mind and what came out, what would come up to the surface. And it was so interesting. So the first day, the first day went well because I'm already not huge on food. I'm like, I could go, I don't know, a couple of days without eating and I'm fine. I'm not, I don't have a deep uh, attachment to food because I did a lot of meditation around it because um, I used to have like a really, really bad sweet tooth, but that's another thing. So anyways... So the first day was fine. The second day, however, now my mind was like, "Ah, alert, 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 alert. This is the end of the world. She's actually not feeding us and she is planning on not feeding us for 10 days and surviving only on water. Is she crazy? So then this is how, you know, your psyche starts, you know, just kind of flaring and going out of control. And then I remember because that, that time I was uh, covering for someone at the reception. And uh, I used to get my food delivered, my my produce delivered. So that day was the day that I had to put in my order. was the last day I could put in my order to receive it on the following day. So then I'm doing my shopping and uh, I send the order in. And then... At the end, like once the the order was confirmed, like the confirmation page, at the bottom of the confirmation page, there was this dish of pasta, it was like vegan pasta, and it looked so tasty, it looked so good, my mind started just like going nuts for pasta, and this is the thing, I'm not huge on pasta, I've never really been huge on pasta, like pasta is not my thing, and... Because I had that minimum of awareness, I was like, well, isn't that interesting? But my whole body was, like, fiending, like, really yearning for this pasta. And then my mind just started, like, sending me pictures of how I'm going to make this pasta and how I should go in and buy this pasta and then how I'm going to make this incredible vegan um what do you call it, vegan, not a sauce, but um, like vegan cream or whatever it was and what vegetables I was going to cook and what else I was going to add into this pasta. And oh my God, I was like, wow, you great, great. And so what I did, I toughed, oh, and then <laughs> out of nowhere, my boss, he came to ask me a question. And here he is starting to talk about, He he was sharing a story about his visit to Italy Italy or something like that. And then he was talking about the food that he ate and all the pasta and pizza and da-da-da-da. And I was like, isn't that interesting? And this is all a response to my subconscious mind, right? And so, because we... I never had, like, any conversation on food, about food with my boss. It was just like, this is random or is it? So then... um, So we're having, or it it wasn't a conversation. He was telling me about his trip and whatever and whatnot. And I'm just going, like, in my mind, I was just, like, going nuts because I'm like, whoa, I want to eat all of that. So then I toughed it out, and then finally I went home, and as soon as I got home, I went straight into meditation. I was like, I need to see what this is all about. Turns out that what my mind recognized was that because I was not going to feed it and because there was this conditioning of you need to eat every day or you need to eat you know three times a day or whatever it is and if you don't eat or if you don't feed your body then it's the end of the world and this and that and so because it had that kind of like blueprint already my conscious mind um it, uh, it, it made, So the conclusion of my conscious mind, so of my ego, was that I didn't love it. Because if you love yourself, you take care of yourself. Whether it's like, you know, um, exercising, eating, or whatever it is, you take care of your body. And so by me not giving it food, it felt like I didn't, I was not loving it. And so what it did, it went into memories in my subconscious mind, to find something that made me feel love through food. And that was pasta because, not because I like pasta again, but because when I was younger, my dad loved making pasta. And every time he made pasta, like pasta was, well, just food in general. Anytime he would make food, his thing became... um, uh he, he wanted to explore like spices and things like that, like how to mix different spices to make the food taste better. And especially with pasta, his whole thing was that he wanted to make pasta so good that we don't need to put, you know, any sauce or tomato sauce. So it was basically like like a not dry yeah, like a dry pasta mixed with like um uh ground beef and different spices and vegetables and things like that. And he had so much fun making it and so much love because, you know, he was, first of all, he was proud of what he was making. But second, he was just like, so my dad has a background in chemistry. So for him, it was like this fun little chemical or chemistry project that he was doing. And, you know, looking forward to see also our reactions on, you know, the food that he had made. And so, although we weren't in the kitchen all the time when he made the pasta or when he, whenever he cooked, it's the energy that he was putting into the food that was transmitted in the food that we ate. And we, I guess subconsciously, we could feel it. Although consciously, we didn't feel it. It was just like, ah, whatever. Because at that time, I don't even think that I had a good relationship with my dad, actually. We didn't even talk that much. And so when he put food on the table, it was just like, yeah, whatever. It's your job anyways. So I don't know. There's not much more than to that than that. But subconsciously, my body, you know, I, it reacted to it. it. It did feel love and it did record all that energy, all that invisible energy that went through to it or in it. And it got recorded into my subconscious mind. And so this is what my mind went to, to, um, to look for in order to make me feel that love, that need to eat, so I can, so I can feel love or I can feel loved, and so, yeah, and so that I can eat. And then once I was able to remember, first of all, to recall that memory, then I was able to calm my mind and, you know, go through different reasons why I wanted to do this fast and make it understand that it wasn't out of, you know, lack of love, and if anything, that I loved it, and I made it feel love outside of food. And so... Excuse me, that was the second day. So the third day, the third day was interesting because now it wasn't like pasta, now it was sugar. And the third day, I think uh, the owner of the company was in town. And so he has this thing, whenever he comes in town, he brings um, Swiss chocolate and he buys this Swiss cake that is absolutely amazing, but I cannot eat anymore. But anyways, so the cake is everything that I love. It has um custard and uh the pastry itself is just like, I don't know, it's just good. And uh and then it has like whipped cream and it's not overly sugar sugary. So I this was like my thing. It used to be my thing. So then I walk by I walk by the kitchen and I see this thing and I'm like, "Oh my god. Can I just eat it all like" Does anyone else need to eat this cake? Because I feel like it has my name all over it. And so once again, I had to tough it out the rest of the day. And just like taking deep breaths every time I could, like I felt, you know what? It actually feels like an addiction. Like I've never had an addiction. But if this is what addictions feels like, it's, it's crazy because it's like you cannot function. And the only thing that you can think of is that one thing. And it's like an obsession almost, and until you have it, even though you know that it's not gonna make you feel good, you just need to have it because your body's just like flaring, and it's, it's it's your mental is going crazy, and that's the only thing you can think of so anyways, so again, as soon as I got home, I went into meditation, actually, I think no, I think I was covering for that 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 same person again at the reception, and um it wasn't really busy, so i I was able to meditate at the reception um and just um, put myself into that meditative state and then, again, realize what it was actually and then switching and, and changing the vibration of it. And then what I also did was remembering all the times that I ate something that was that sweet or that had that, you know, that cream that I know that it didn't make me feel good. I remembered all those times and that especially the times when I got really, really sick and i reminded my body how it felt like and i pictured or visualized myself eating that piece of cake and going through the nausea and then the all the like the motion sickness of it and then my body was like mm, yeah maybe not and then what started happening was that now my mind instead of showing me this this piece of cake as something that is really delicious and really good it started showing me the cream, like, the cream inside and the custard became, like, this gooey, nasty green stuff. And it made me feel even more sick and nauseous to the point where, from that point, like, from that day, every time I saw that cake, I was like, yeah, you guys enjoy it. I'll pass. We're good here. We're good. So, yeah, so resistance. You know, ultimately, I always say that... Um, whether it's resistance, whether it's pain, where anything that does not make us feel in alignment with ourselves should be welcome because at least you're not numb to it, you're feeling something although it's not it's not a it might be an uncomfortable feeling, but at least you know where to start your work if it's something that's really bothering you that's you know that that's really causing you pain that's really causing you suffering. Then do something about it. Right? For me, it's 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 always been that. Anything that I, I I was able to identify as as something that makes me feel disaligned, I would always seek for healing or seek how I can get over it and not just put like a um what do you call it, like a, um a band-aid on it, but really going to the root of it because it's all a thought process. It's a thought pattern, right? The way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. So whenever you feel something, whenever you feel resistance, be grateful, be thankful to it, and just take a few deep breaths if it's really affecting you in that moment. And um, if you can remove yourself from that situation to go to the washroom, to go to, you know, your office or to go anywhere that you feel safe and just cultivate calmness, and so that you're able to deal with it a bit, a bit better, then do that. But after that, if it resonates with you, if it's something that you really don't want to have anymore in your life, even if it's like a relationship or a type of relationship, it's a thought process. It's a thought pattern, rather. And just seek how to heal it so that you can get over it. So whether, for me, I found that meditation, I always recommend meditation to people. And I've actually, excuse me, I've actually recorded um, some videos on how to start meditating, which I will be posting on our YouTube channel once we're ready to um, get that going. And um, so meditation for me has has been the one that really gets to the root of it. But if it's not meditation, if it's yoga that helps you, if it's, um, I'm a hypnotherapist, hypnosis I find is one of the closest things to meditation, um, but it's it's just a path, just like any other path, there's no one definitive path that you can take in order to heal or to get over something, you might do a few things in combination, and maybe that's what it is, and um, yeah, so I think I'm just gonna end that there, so again, whenever you have resistance, I highly recommend or highly suggest that you welcome it, you be thankful to it, you be grateful to it because you know exactly, you can pinpoint where that pain is and you know exactly where to start your healing journey. So on that note, please share any um, feedback that you might have, any questions that you might have, um, anything that you want to discuss or you want us to Talk about we're always welcoming um, all, that, um, all those queries and uh, let's just have a conversation going so that we can really start or maybe further our healing process, our healing journey. Thank you so much and we'll see you or hear you or hear from us in the next podcast or video. This is new so I don't know how to end this exactly but um, thank you so much for tuning in and for supporting us and uh, with love and light. We'll see you, hear you in the next one. (laughs) Bye-bye.